0: happy friday everybody here we are hoping that you end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger so welcome to the fyi podcast i'm micah Keneally.
1: i'm josiah kennelly and we are your hosts we love having conversations with you the listener about your life your faith your finances your relationships adulting mm-hmm. as christ followers and each friday we unpack mm-hmm one of your questions. And thank you for sending us your questions. You can, of course, DM us on our our social media on Instagram is FYI podcast, as well as you could visit the website, fyi-podcast.com. So excited for today's question. Here it is.
0: Here's the question. It says, how much should we spend on our wedding? Ooh, it's amazing. You might get some differing
1: opinions on this. So and let's just have some fun. Really, the cool thing is the time to have this conversation is while you're single, before Seriously. you're planning a wedding, before you had a wedding. Right. And if if that's you, you know, don't tune out either. But I think really the time is now to think about this.
0: Okay, Josiah, first, before we kick off, even unpacking this question, what is the best wedding day advice that you
1: received? Whoa. Whoa! you know what? Here it is. So many people spend hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars planning their wedding day Mm -hmm. and in the process, overlook planning for a lifetime of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just think the emphasis of like, even as a ordained pastor, I do not want to officiate weddings. Mm -hmm. And before you take that and quote me on social Mm -hmm. media, I don't. What I want to do is I want to help build strong marriages. Yep. Does that make sense? Does yep. that come across rude or wrong? No, I
0: think that's where we start at. We've done some marriage mentoring in the past and it's like we get to come along young couples who want to take the relationship with Christ seriously, the relationship with each other seriously and build it on the firm foundation. And when you have that mindset six months or three months or however many weeks before your wedding day, you're going through those sessions like with us or like we did with our marriage mentors, it's essential to realize like you're just not playing house. Like you're building a marriage and a life together. Yeah. And it's about relationship. It's not how much money you're gonna make and not how big your house is going to be or how many kids you hypothetically want or how many dogs you want running around the yard. It is saying, oh my gosh, here are some things we haven't talked about. Here's some things we haven't unpacked. Let's start shuffling through the messy for the next three months or however long up until the wedding day. So we can start with a clean slate when it comes to X, Y, and Z. So,
1: and I mean, let me frame it this way. What good is it if you have your dream wedding day and have to then suffer and live and survive through a nightmare of a marriage Mm -hmm. dream wedding day, nightmare of a marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, I, so all that to say, babe, maybe yours is more. Maybe yours is more positive. But um, we love and believe yeah. New Testament Christian marriages, and we're fanatical and passionate about young adults, their faith, yeah. and strong Christian marriages. But what's the best wedding day advice that you have?
0: Okay, it's less deep and intense as Josiah's answer was, but I will say one of my friends. She said this. She goes, Micah, every every hour on the hour of your wedding day just take 60 seconds and look around the room and just breathe, but take it in. Whether you're getting your nails done, whether you're getting your hair done, whether all the bridesmaids are praying over you, whether you're taking pictures, just literally stop, breathe, and look around. And I'll tell you, I did that. And that just felt like, that felt so good because I can take those moments now and be like, I slowed my mind down enough. I looked around the room and observed Everything that was going on around me and just took it in because so many people we talked to, they're like, it was a whirlwind. I don't remember anything. It was just run, 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 run. The moment you get up to the moment you go to bed. And it's like, wow, we planned for how long to enjoy this day. And we didn't even get to like live it out. I mean, we lived it out. We didn't even get to remember it. So you better get a good photographer in the process that can help you capture those moments. But sometimes. Living in the moment versus just seeing what happened are two different things. So I took that advice and I'm so glad I did. And anybody that we marriage mentor, I actually tell them to do the same. Whether they do it or not, it's up to them, but it goes fast, you guys. So,
1: so let's do it. How much how should much we spend much? <laughs> on our wedding? And, you know, what's fascinating to me is that the average, according to the math, not- the average wedding across the country in 2022 last year was around $30,000. And what we'd love um, to hear from you right out of the gate is to leave us a review, leave us a subscription and comment if you're watching on YouTube, is 30K too much? Is it not enough? Mm -hmm. Is it just the right amount? We'd love to hear from you. But what's fascinating to me, Micah, is that most couples who are getting married Um, they don't have a house yet of their own and they Mm -hmm. desire to also buy a home someday. Mm -hmm. 30000 can go a long way towards a down payment on a home. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to talk about, there might not be um, a prescription of here's the exact dollar amount that you should spend. And there's a lot of different variables, Mm -hmm. a lot of different situations that are like snowflakes, but we're going to break down some of the biggest things that people tend to spend money on. And for weddings, and then share some of the scoop from our story as well.
0: Right. So the very first thing I would say, what every woman that I talk to wants is a big, beautiful diamond ring or some type of beautiful engagement ring, wedding band, whatever. So I'd say the most expensive thing, one of the components is the wedding ring itself, the female's wedding ring.
1: Yeah. And I mean, let's just say for a second, you're a guy listening and you're single um or you're dating. It, it's some some great advice that my youth pastor gave me. He's like twenty bucks a week. Start saving for a wedding, a wedding ring, and I think that that's great advice. Um, but
0: what do you look for in a wedding ring?
1: You know what, my dad's actually a jeweler, and what I think. So if we you're should listening,
0: do, babe, and if you are looking and you have yes. been saving. Check out the. Is it four?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should have my dad on for a future episode just to talk about rings, and jewelry, and his thoughts on life. But in in the the high level things that I've learned from my dad is you have um, cut for the diamond, you have clarity, and you have carrot the carrot being the size, um, you know, and then cut being maybe a princess cut or a different cut of diamond. But then clarity is almost like the quality of the diamond. And Mm -hmm. something to think about is, do you want a lab grown diamond Mm -hmm. or do you want a nature grown diamond? And so color, color, yep. Cut clarity, color, and carrot are kind of the four C's of rings. And I'll just say that one of the benefits that I had is I had a dad who was a jeweler. And so he got to guide me through that process and I got a discount on Micah's wedding ring, but he also was able to help design it and to it's, but it's
0: a mini investment on yes. some levels if you want. I mean, you can just go with a straight up band or you can do the big diamonds mm-hmm. or you can play somewhere in the middle. So balling on a budget is essential when you're planning a wedding. And to know this, that so you could always get in one year, three year, five year upgrade, quote unquote, yeah. of what a ring could or be or add another band to it. So yes,
1: but, as but it's not about the, the ring, right? Exactly. But as you start to budget, typically a guy would pay for the ring and you're going to want to start saving for it and think about How many months worth of income are you going to invest? How
0: many coffees can you give up to survive? No, I'm just kidding. All right. What's number two?
1: Second is photography. And um, I I think that man, photos are a treasure, like Mm -hmm. wedding photos. We still have them. And um, it's a great investment. What we did for ours is we approached a young adult who has had a dream of launching a wedding photography business. And there was like 600 some people, I think, invited to our wedding. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have the largest budget, but we offered her an opportunity. And she was able to build a business Mm -hmm. off of referrals, mainly of young adults who saw that she shot our wedding, saw how good Mm -hmm. our photos turned out. And, but um, do you remember what we spent on weddings or wedding photos?
0: It was less than 500.
1: I think it was like $500, which is like, Nothing in today's market. But we
0: were her very first wedding. Exactly. So so this is what this is a tip right off right out of the gate is depending on who you have do what at your wedding, what we prayed that we would be able to do is bless somebody who's just starting out, that we were like the guinea pig or whatever of whatever they were doing, whether it was the cupcakes, whether it was the video, whether it was the photography, and just say, like, hey, we want to bless you as a young adult because we believe in you, we believe in your dream, we believe in your You know, gift that you have, and if you're willing to come alongside us on our wedding day, here's what we have to offer. Here's our budget. I know that you're gonna get paid way more if you continue in this industry, but because we are your first in this field, would you consider this? And what you can get from us is obviously your payment. Uh, We will take you in the photos and give you a cred, and then with that, because there's so many people at our wedding, you probably will be able to book some individuals. So we just got creative and gritty and um, just want to see other people thrive through their gifting in the process. So,
1: yeah. And similarly, we did the right with um, videography. Mm -hmm. One of our friends was launching a videography company and he filmed both our engagement Mm -hmm. and then also our wedding day. And it was a win win. We paid him what we could in our budget. I think it was right around that $500 mark. Keep in mind, this was, it's 2023 as we record this. That was in 2017, and things Mm -hmm. have really changed a lot in the economy. But um, he was able to do that. We were, he was then offered so many gigs and so many job offers uh, just from how great of a job he did for us.
0: Yeah. And then with that, I think four and five can kind of go together is um, the wedding planner. If you have one, we never had one, but we had people help us at the church that we were at. And then the venue, you guys, venues can rob the money right out of your pockets, which is... Good. I have family members who have venues, and I'm like, praise God, that's awesome. But there are some venues that you can spend ten thousand dollars just on a venue. Or Mm -hmm. thinking of if you're going to use that venue, maybe you could get married on a Sunday instead of a Friday, because that could be the difference of three to five grand. So even just if you're planning and you're looking at venues, okay, what's the best? Always ask them, like, what's the best offer you have? What day of the week is the cheapest, and what can you, what can we set up if this is a place? And get some other quotes. Don't just only be stuck on one thing, because sometimes even for the wedding dress, you'll try on the wedding dress thinking that you want something and you try on something that you said you never would wear and you look the best in that one. So just bizarre things in that process to really take into consideration. So,
1: Yeah. And, and um, we happened to get married at a venue, which was the church that we attended that I was also on staff at. So the venue was either little to no cost and both our ceremony and reception were in two different parts of the building, and so if you're a part of a church, I mean, it's something to consider because mm-hmm. if you're a member or if you attend, or mm-hmm. um, sometimes that's a great way to if you are balling on a budget or if your mm-hmm. goal is to be debtless in marriage. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that might help. The sixth thing mm-hmm. is the officiant, and we have talked about you might spend thousands of dollars on you know, the venue mm-hmm. or the photography or the, the the venue and just the wedding day. But legally and spiritually, the most important covering and piece mm-hmm. is you want to make sure that you are pronounced husband mm-hmm. and wife. And
0: on uh, paper and during the ceremony.
1: (laughs) And I think the questions to ask if you are hiring an officiant is, are they a pastor? Do they have their licensure in the state that you are getting married in? Right. I think similarly is there travel for them involved, but then also does it include the pre-marriage sessions and the, the rehearsal and the wedding day, but, um, Mm-hmm. an efficient is definitely uh something that's going to cost and then keep going.
0: Oh the dress, suit or tux. Yep. So I say are we sharing numbers would I have a paper? Yeah, go ahead. So I got a dress. It was 150 bucks at David's Bridal and it was amazing. It was the dress that I had wanted. Um, something like that actually I said, never, I wasn't going to wear a halter, but for whatever reason, this would fit me like a glove. And I said, Hey, there was no alterations. There was nothing. So I was like, you know what? $150 is less than a prom dress for some people. And I walked out of the store happy with what I got. And I'm still happy with what I had, but even just from the general gentleman standpoint, renting or buying a tux or a suit is essential, I think. And one tactic that we took is like, we had nine people, I think, right? Correct. And I said, Josiah, if we're gonna have nine guys, then let's get them to buy something that they can rewear. So we just went up with straight black on black just for yeah. the sake of whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had asked a gal at the Express, I believe, for right?
1: For sure. And I was in so many weddings as a groomsman. And, and if you think about it, it's like sometimes, I remember the month before <laughs> we got married, I was in a different wedding. And um, to rent the tux was like 250, $260. Mm-hmm for a day. And then you you have to get it, like get sized, you you get it, you try it on, you get fitted. Then you return it the day after you, the the wedding. And it's like 260 bucks, kind of like flush down the toilet. So we went to a store called Express. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the guys that were groomsmen in, they were used to being groomsmen and renting tuxes. Right. But instead we found a killer deal. It was $150 on like a tailored fitted suit. And it came with the the pants and the coat and Mm -hmm. the jacket. And um, it was 150 bucks. And it was amazing. And this gal, Tamara, at Express at Southdale in Edina, she was good to us because we brought her Mine and nine others, ten suits she sold, mm-hmm. and then one of our friends, Hunter, he and Haley got married a, a month after us. They did the same thing. We had black suits, they had blue suits. But Go to tomorrow. Like She'll set you up. 20, she sold twenty suits, but literally every single one of the guys who was groomsmen in our wedding, they thanked us because so many for job interviews or weddings or funerals or. They, going to they, somebody
0: else's wedding right they were
1: able then to have a suit that rather than renting something that they needed to return they had a suit that they owned outright which is helpful and um then number eight of just things that we're breaking down what are what are costs and we're not saying to do what we did but right. here's how we were debtless in marriage and on a budget is rehearsal dinner you know what um your dad loves Famous dates. Mm-hmm. My dad loves Famous dates, And we just haven't met a lot of people who don't like barbecue. Mm-hmm. And so we, my parents paid for the rehearsal dinner.
0: The groom's dinner. Or
1: groom's dinner, yep. Mm-hmm. Rehearsal dinner, groom's yeah. dinner. But we provided that as um, a gift to all of our attendees and people mm-hmm. who were involved just as a way to say thank you. It's kind of tradition that it's, the rehearsal dinner is kind of the groom's dinner. And so- My parents generously paid for that. There was a budget that Micah's parents contributed towards uh, Mm -hmm. the dress and just some other things as far as Mm -hmm. photography, videography, and then talk about catering.
0: Oh, wow. Well, depending on the size of your wedding, depending on how many people you're inviting and what time of day and intending on feeding, whether it's a three or five course meal, we got, we had to get strategic because we invited 600 people, I think five hundred and forty ish showed up yeah, right about there and we said we can't afford to serve a meal right her plate right so even buffet style was like okay let's just. how can we get creative so we had a 6 30 p.m wedding we said hey make sure you come and eat before you come we're gonna have a dessert reception so all we did was amazing cupcakes and the gal that we had hired out was somebody who desired to open up her own cupcakery um and so we spent $600 on like mm-hmm. 600 plus cupcakes for individuals who might want more than one. And that's what we did. She made our cake. She made our cupcakes and got them all done and decorated.
1: And then I think we had like treats and snacks for another treats, 150 beverage. bucks or 200 bucks, yeah. which was like Chex Mix and popcorn and snacks and crazy story. Mike and I kind of just joked with the people involved, like if anything goes wrong, just fix it and tell us later Mm -hmm. and they ran out of some of the snacks so they went to sam's club on their own bought it we didn't find out till after so we made it right and paid them what they had spent um but but i think that that was just how we got creative of instead of feeding people a a entire meal and going into Mm -hmm. debt We just balled on a budget and that allowed us to go into our marriage debtless, without debt.
0: Yeah. And it allowed us to just be work the room too, because we had so many people to say hello to that one little cupcake. I don't even think I ate anything actually. Um, And we just were able to work the room and they got to meet each other and said, Hey, you know what? The only reason why you're here is because of God. And the other reason you're here at our wedding is because you know, me or Josiah. So thank you so much for being here. And with that, I think, vendors can be yeah. a huge oh thing that really jacks up the price and this is if you want to dance if you want an offsite location if you want a DJ flowers hair makeup makeup artists nails all those things and you you just have to choose what is right for you and how I process our wedding Josiah is I would rather have had say 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 it was 30,000 I would rather take that and we'll say even $20,000 of that 30 and go put that in our future fund, in our future home, in something future wise, instead of putting on a show for others. And it wasn't a show that we put on. It was, we're going to host a big party. It's a dessert reception. It's going to be called our wedding and God's going to be at the center. But in that process, we just had to choose what was right for us in the season that we were in and just being mindful that we just get to be with each other. It's not about the things that we have. It's mm-hmm. about the, the, the friendships and the relationships. So when it came to the vendors, you kind of have to pick and choose. And my sister did all of our flowers, we went to Hobby Lobby, got them all, what is it? 40 or 50, whatever percent off. And she did all my flower arrangements. Cause she used to be a florist. They were fake flowers, but everybody got to keep what they wanted and what they didn't. We just held on to, so you can get creative and fun and, and it can still be beautiful. I mean, it
1: doesn't yeah. have to look stingy. <laughs> exactly. And, um, The next thing is just the honeymoon because so many people like right now in 2023 in America, there's $1.7 trillion in student loans. That's the GDP of Canada. And they're, they're the 11th largest economy of scale in the world. So if you wipe out Canada has no imports or exports for their entire country, the 11th largest Country in the world for a year. That's how much is in student loans, right? It's crazy. Another $1 trillion in credit card debt for Americans. And to put that in, in perspective, that's about how much Apple, the company, like Apple, MacBook Pro, iPad, iPhone, Apple, the, co- the company, that's how much Apple is worth as an entire entity. All of the shares in crazy. ownership of Apple, all of their Cupertino locations, and manufacturing all across the globe. So so when you look at how much debt, our goal is that you'd be young and debtless. Mm-hmm. Our prayer is that you wouldn't want to start your marriage off in debt. So, so you could be debtless in marriage, mm-hmm. right? For lack of a better term. And what's crazy is that when you look at money, is like one of the top five things that couples who are married fight
0: mm-hmm. or
1: disagree about. Right, and so why would you want extra? Excuse me, stress and pressure. I don't know. One of the things Micah taught, while while she taught me this while we were dating, is because I always reached for the bill every single time that we went out to eat. If it was a date, I paid for it Mm -hmm. before we were married. That's just how I was. Mm -hmm. I reached Mm -hmm. for the bill, and Micah saw some of the bills, and she's like, "Hey, just so you know, you don't need to impress me, and we don't need to spend money to have fun." Mm -hmm. And with our honeymoon. Uh, should I share the story about this? Yeah. Okay. So with our honeymoon, it was our dream, right? Both mm-hmm. of us. Yep. Where did we want to go?
0: We wanted to go to Hawaii, so. which is beautiful. Yes. One of our favorite places.
1: And we decided to, and this is before I had even met Micah, <laughs> I went on a trip to Israel and it's about as far as, Around the globe as you can fly, and the airline offered a really great credit card deal. And I paid off my bill every month in full. Mm-hmm. Used it essentially to buy only things that I needed, and paid it off in full. But the signing bonus it allowed me to start saving and racking up credit card miles, and and then I saved all those miles from for like four years or more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it was from twenty thirteen or fourteen through twenty seventeen all those miles got us to Hawaii. And you know how much we paid for our round-trip flights to Hawaii? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: 28 bucks. Total. Total. And so then we needed to spend some money um, on like an Airbnb and food, but we would eat food anywhere anyway. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a fun story where we went to a conference, heard Dave Ramsey speak, and we won 250 bucks of his cash. Shout out to the Ramsey Solutions team. We love you guys. But that paid for us to go ziplining and parasailing. Mm -hmm. And we were able to just begin with the end in mind. But um, we're not prescribing that how much we spent is how much you should spend. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think a big factor that we haven't talked about is talking to your parents. In our case, I talked to my parents about the groom's dinner or the rehearsal dinner, and they had offered like, we're going to pay for that. Mm -hmm. I was like, thank you guys so much. Mm -hmm. And then your parents gave us uh, some some funds Mm -hmm. and we really tried to stay within that budget.
0: Yeah, well, I think as a bride, it is so easy to be like, oh, I need X, oh, I need Y, oh, I need Z. And then you find yourself like, wow, well, that was 500 bucks. Like, do we really need that? Do I really need a little treasure box for all the cards? I don't know. It's just, you have to pick and choose what you want your wedding day to look like, but also what do you want your marriage to be known for in the process? And just kind of weigh out those need it, want it, gotta have it. And, and we understand that people, maybe you come from a family of wealth and you're like 30 grand's nothing for my family. Well, that's great. But you also have to keep in mind as a listener, I'm aware of that your parents might be not raking in the dough. Maybe they're making $40,000, $50,000 and they pay help pay for your school and they've sacrificed a lot. Or maybe your parents aren't a part of your story anymore. And maybe they've passed away or maybe they're divorced or maybe they have cut finances off. They don't have the means to support your wedding day financially. Well, that's where, that's where we come in. And that's where this could really hopefully be helpful there's different ways you can get married in a church. You can get married outside. People are getting married in the court systems. People are getting married all over to make their marriages and the license valid and real, um, for the sake of, of all of that. But really realizing that anybody could, could ball on a budget when it comes to a wedding day, it's just, what do you want that to look like? And you don't have to invite 600 people like we do, or we did only because, we had so many family, like his family alone would have been like over 75 people mm-hmm. or was probably over 75 people. Yep. So even just like, maybe you're in a smaller town or a smaller community, or maybe you just have a smaller family. And you're like, I want 50 people there max. That's exactly. it. Well, then you can have and make that look like however you want. So catering, to your family's needs, your future selves are going to thank you for being wise in the process of spending and putting that money more towards the honeymoon, more towards the future of a a house, a car, um, maybe some financial um, college loans or school loans or debt that needs to be taken place. I mean, you can get super creative in that process, but to have fun. And what we really want to end with is simply saying, don't start your marriage with debt. Yeah. Because debt is like the number one killer of marriage. And if we say that divorce is never in our vocabulary in a Christian marriage, then let's eliminate one of the contributing factors that's taking out the rest of the world. Okay, and that is debt. <laughs> that's finances. That's what, what did got, baby? Well,
1: I just think along those lines, one of the greatest things that could have ever set young couples free, in my opinion, hmm. is the pandemic. Hmm. Because people, so like, I think, I think the wedding industry. Has changed forever for the benefit of you do you
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you
1: ball on your budget and you yeah. do what's right for you. And we like, I'll speak to our scenario, one dynamic that we led. Um, we were on staff. At, I was on staff at a large church and led a fairly large young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. We chose to open our wedding up to the young adults. Yeah. So our family, our friends, mm-hmm. and then we opened it up to the young adults. And that was part of the reason why it was larger in size, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, how do you invite only half of the young adult ministry? Yeah. It, we just, that was the dynamic at play. And then because of the size, we chose to feed them dessert reception versus a meal because some of the costs associated in it and, you know, our dynamic was we were young and we mm-hmm. were living on a ministry budget, mm-hmm. salary for our personal income. And so we just didn't want to go into that. But this is why I think it's like one of the greatest things that's ever happened is the pandemic because it's no longer a competition of largest wedding or fanciest wedding. And some mm-hmm. people ch- still choose to operate as Mm -hmm. that. And that's their choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, No disrespect. But I think that more common than ever is like family, uh, destination weddings, or yeah, just small, intimate, a backyard Mm -hmm. or whatever the sky's the limit. And so I just, I want you to be set free in that there might not be an exact dollar amount that you should spend on your wedding, but here would be something that's really great hmm. is to live below your means. Yep. Choose and agree on what budget, and this is a perfect exercise then for your wedding day and also for your marriage mm-hmm. is pick a budget and live beneath it.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: You're listening to the FYI Podcast.